Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The fan. It's a fumble recovery for Indianapolis. The call on the field was overturned, so the Colts have a fumble recovery, and they take over at the Houston 15-yard line. And running right side is Anthony Richardson. Fake the reverse. Turns the corner. He's in. Touchdown. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. Yeah, yeah, that's how it sounded right here on the fan on Sunday. Colts get the win 31-20. Coming up in uh, just a couple minutes or so, Joe Wright's going to join us here on the Wake Up Call, hanging out with you on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Tons to talk about. We'll keep breaking it down. I think in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll take some calls as well. What did you see out there? Uh, How did you enjoy the game? The Colts get their first win of the season. We do have to talk about Minshew, Minshew Mania, something that you really don't want (laughs) when you have Anthony Richardson. We can dive into that. Will he play next week? It's going to be touch and go, obviously, here for... For the next few days or so, you know, a shout out as well. I I thought and I know you tweeted it out. I don't know if it was last night or this morning. I know it's been widely said on the fourth quarter making the Texans kind of burn the timeout. I thought Shane Steichen had a really good game. I I mean, you know, they were rolling early. They were ready early. Um, We talked about the defensive line playing well. The running game looked better. Anthony Richardson looked really good. And then you have to audible. I mean, everyone's everyone's looking around saying, wait a minute. He's in the 10. You know, now he's going back to the side. What's going on here? He comes out of the game. Gardner Minshew, who gets no live reps during the week, comes in uh, and plays a good, efficient game. And the Colts take care of business and they get his first win. I thought Steichen had a really good game on Sunday. It's pretty rare to see a guy, a quarterback, exit the game in the first half like happened yesterday. But to see Richardson's offense pretty flawless. Then Minshew's offense came in, and they were pretty flawless as well. They had a big touchdown there late in the first half, which I thought kind of started to pound that nail into the coffin a little bit there. So two very different style quarterbacks as well. And I also want to shout out Zach Moss. Um, You know, we're a little bit of the show. We haven't really mentioned him too, too much. Andy, he played every single offensive snap but one. That is so rare in today's NFL to see a running back do that. He offered much more competency to your run game there. 18 carries for 88 yards. Very, very important. And it's probably an indicator of what the Colts started their running backs in week one when they run Zach Moss, who, you know, hadn't, you know, been in live action in what, well over, I guess, over a year or almost a year, I should say. And he's out there for every snap but one. So big day from the fourth year running back out of Utah. All right, let's head to the Payless Liquors hotline right now. And Joe Wright's going to join us. Obviously, you're going to hear him tonight. Colts Roundtable Live coming up with Rick Venturi and Matt Taylor. Joe Wright, good morning. Kevin, good afternoon. And I was uh, hitting an early morning workout with a uh, good friend of both of ours, Brian Shelbourne. And he mentioned to me that it is your birthday today. So happy birthday. (laughs) What a Monday morning Colts win. And Kevin Bowen's birthday, does it get any better than that? Gosh, getting a good afternoon birthday from Joe Wrights here at 7.36 in the morning. I can't think of a better way to celebrate number 34 for me. So thank you for that, Joe. Um, 
How about your old position group yesterday? No sacks, one hit. We talked about Shane Sykin. You know, two different quarterbacks in the game. Zach Moss doing that. But uh, I thought the trench play uh, really set the tone on both sides of the ball, Joe. No question. Game ball, O-line, and D-line. And it's so interesting because as I was watching the game again this morning and I got through the first half of, of my second film study, when you're ahead on the scoreboard, it just dictates things completely different. And people look at the end of the game, well, how did the Colts have six sacks and they gave up nothing? When you're ahead by two scores and the Colts got up 14 nothing right out of the gate, boom, you can dictate what you want to do. You decide to run the ball when you run the ball. On the other side, you know they have to pass and you can just lick your chops as a defensive lineman. We did that, especially with some of their backup linemen. Tunsil being out really killed them. Uh-oh. No, boy. Did we lose him? By the way, I was going to ask Joe. He said he's watching the game this morning. He wakes up at like 3 a.m. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. that's if what I figured. If you need someone to come over and change little Gas's diaper here in the next few weeks. At 4.15. Joe Wrights is the father of, I think, 13 kids. Him and yeah. Philip Rivers are going back and forth on how many kids. Or I saw, I who saw can that. have more? So he's up at 4. So he's up at yeah. 3, 4 oh, yeah. a.m. He's breaking down offensive lineman film while we're still trying to get our final minutes of sleep in. Yes, that, I mean, and I say that in all seriousness. He will be over at... Uh, your guy's house in a uh, blink of an eye. <laughs> Joe, hey, it's Andy. Good to, good to meet you. You were talking about the offensive line, but you mentioned uh, when you broke up there, you, you, you mentioned you, you had already watched the game and you were breaking down the film. What time did you wake up this morning to begin film work? Uh, about four. Okay. Hey, when you got six young kids at home, there's not a lot of quiet hours in the day, so it's got to be <laughs> in the early morning. But, uh, but yeah, was re-watching the film. What I liked about our offensive line, I thought our combo bo- blocks were really good. A lot of times we were double-teaming that defensive lineman right up to the linebacker. And I thought you saw a difference in Zach Moss and his running style. He's a hard charger. He's a, hey, first contact might stop me for one yard, but I'm going to go and stretch it out to four or five. And I thought he was really productive. Obviously, we held on to the ball, which we didn't do last week with Deion Jackson. But I think you saw right away that, hey, Zach Moss is our bell cow, and we're going to ride him at that running back position. You know, And, and he barely came off the field. Joe Wright's joining us here on the Fan Pay Less Liquors Hotline Reaction Monday. Colts win 31-20. What's the conversation, whether it be with linemen or the entire offense and the coaching staff, when uh, the starting quarterback goes out, you know, kind of early in the game, in comes the backup, Minshew. We know he's a very solid player, but the playbook does change a little bit, especially with the quarterback running. What are those conversations like? What do you think they were like, I guess, for the Colts on Sunday? I would say not a lot, honestly. And I think that's the thing about Minshew and the unique position the Colts are in right now. I mean, your backup has way more experience and has won a lot of games in the NFL. So when he goes in there, there's probably almost a sense of calm from the offensive line. You know you're not going to maybe have as many QB runs, but we saw what Minshew did. He comes into the game, two straight touchdown drives, and then the second half starts, they punt, we kick the field goal, another scoring drive. And at that point, I mean, the game is – 31 to 10, and it was essentially over. I know the Houston got a lot of yards and Stroud threw for close to 400, but a lot of those were garbage yards, in my opinion. The game was already over. So when I look at this game, I separated into three segments. First one, Richardson's four drives. First two, great. We're up 14 nothing. He goes out with the concussion. Then that middle three part of the game, Minshew, three straight scoring drives. And again, it was 28 10 a half, and you felt like three scores, the game's close to being over. We go get a three and out, and then all of a sudden we forced them to punt, and you knew the game that was really over after we got that field goal. So just really a 
all three phases of the game. The Colts play complementary football. That's what you want to see. And, again, you're looking at two teams, two young quarterbacks, but two franchises that I thought, hey, the Colts, you could tell just across the board, were a more talented team than Houston. And they took care of business right out of the gate on the road, which is something that we struggled playing down there for whatever reason the last X amount of years. So I thought that was really, really good. That division opponent smacked him in the face on the road and let him know, hey, uh, hopefully this becomes a real recurring theme here in Indianapolis. Yeah, again, the first two-score win for the Colts since week 15 of the 2021 season. The one and only Joe Wright's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Joe, it's a subject that I, I don't love talking about by any means, but it's the reality of where you're at right now with Anthony Richardson, and that is he is in concussion protocol. He left, uh, as you said, after that touchdown run. I guess he stayed in for a couple series and then left for good. Um I believe you dealt with a concussion at one point, maybe more more than that, but I'm trying to think back to that 2013 season in your career. For those that have not been through a concussion protocol, w- what is that process like knowing full well that obviously every concussion is is different? Yeah, good question. So there's really like three stages. First, you have to be symptom-free. So whatever symptoms are, you know, if there's a headache or, you know, feeling a little foggy, et cetera, and then once you're symptom-free – then you start to progress with activity, running on the treadmill, you know, maybe running things at practice with no contact. And then if that progresses, then you have to pass basically having some contact and feeling fine. And the nice thing about the NFL and the new concussion protocol from the player perspective is you have to get cleared not only by the Colts team doctors, but an independent third-party neurologist. So there are some hoops that you have to go through. And again, I think how will that project out to – whether he can play against Baltimore or not, I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out more this afternoon with Shane Steichen in his press conference. But there's definitely a system and there's checks and balances in place where guys have to go through the proper protocol. So obviously him and Ryan Kelly in there, you know, that's your battery center and quarterback. How that remains to be seen, we'll see as it unfolds against Baltimore. But, um, yeah, unfortunate for both those guys. And I think that's the that's the one uh, – Maybe question mark coming out of the game, right, is that it's been two straight games and and Richardson has left both games with a different injury in one capacity. And again, Kevin, I know we talked about this preseason. That all comes down to the type of player he is. You can't take that away, but it's all about limiting the hits you're taking and how can you minimize some of those bigger hits and blows. Uh, I always think Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison caught a lot, a lot of passes for a lot of years. The guy never got hit. And Richardson continuing to understand when it's time to take a hit and when it's time maybe to to slide early or step out of bounds a step before and maybe you give up three or four yards, but you're playing the long game. I want to expand on that, if you don't mind. I think Jalen Hurts, for example, has been pretty public this offseason leading into this year about how he has realized like you aren't invincible and there are moments where you just have to live to see another down. To your point, I mean, and you played with a quarterback like this, I mean, what made Andrew Luck special was his ability to do some stuff with his legs and make off-script stuff happen. Obviously, it's a huge part of Richardson's game. Like, stylistically, if you were Shane Steichen, what would your conversations be with Anthony Richardson when he does get back on the field in terms of playing style and, and what he does in the open field? Because all three injuries have occurred on scramble plays or, or, or design runs, I should say, in the NFL. Yeah, I think it's really a two-part process. It's one, what plays are you scheming up and designing? How many times are you running those true quarterback design run, quarterback powers, or 
how many times is Richardson saying, hey, the play breaks down, I don't like the coverage, I'm going to break contain in the pocket and go try to do it with my legs. That's the first. But the second is on Richardson in terms of knowing how to slide, knowing when to slide. And I think more than anything as a young quarterback, I mean, the guy is trying to do so well for this team and show, hey, Indianapolis, I'm your quarterback of the future. I'm the franchise guy. But it's okay on third and ten to throw the ball away and not try to scramble and take two hits and gain three yards. It's okay to slide early. And maybe you don't get the first down, but you punt. That's okay because you're playing the long game. Again, fourth and one, game's on the line. That's completely different than a the third drive of the game, early second quarter, where you got to be okay maybe throwing the ball away and living the fight one more. How much different are the hits going from college to the NFL? And do you think that's part of what Richardson's running into? I mean, he was he was lit up at the goal line by a DB. That wasn't like a head-hunting linebacker or anything like that. No question. I think that's a great point. When you're scrambling in college, as big and fast and strong as he is, you're not taking a lot of hits. Or you're lowering your shoulder and you're punishing the linebackers and the defensive backs. But the NFL, it's a different level with the strength and speed. And I think he's figuring that out. Again, the preseason, he didn't play much. Obviously, the joint practices and against ourselves at Grand Park, you're not taking those hits. So I think you scramble, the play breaks down, he's rushing to the edge. He's really realizing the speed of NFL linebackers and defensive backs and their strength. And that's a great point, Andy. I do think that game four, five, six, he'll have a better gauge on that. Who can he outrun? Who can he not? Who's a guy that might deliver a bigger blow than maybe you would have seen on Saturday afternoon? Joe, I'd be remiss, and we appreciate your time here on this Monday morning if I didn't give you the opportunity to address, I would say, quite a big one in Hamilton County coming up on Friday night, right, for your Garen Eagles? Oh, Garen Catholic and the Bishop Shatard Trojan. Shatard's awful good. I know they got uh, your Cathedral Fighting Irish, but uh, we got them at home, and, and we do have a – Let's get some bulletin board material here. here. Bull- no, no bulletin board material for me. Shatard's number one. They're defending state champs. It's going to take – the very best that Garen Catholic has, but I'm excited to be up there and watch that game on Friday night. Hey, the other sports thing, Bone, we got to talk about. What are we doing in Cincinnati? We got to take eleven to go, baby. The Twins, and then we play the Pirates. I, I really just hope we don't come down to the end of the season when we're playing the Cardinals, who have packed it in, <laughs> and they take us out for one or two. But at least the Cubs got swept. That was good to see. Five in a row, Cubs <laughs> losing. Eleven to go for the Reds, Joe. It's so true that you point out that Cardinals series to end the year. Like, oh, would man. there be anything more Reds than just lose two or three oh. to the Cardinals and miss the playoffs by one game? No. The, the, I mean, the good thing is that the Diamondbacks, they're playing the Giants this week, and they're out there in the West and fighting it out. But it, it's going to be interesting, kind of those four teams with the Marlins. Who, those final two spots, what are they going to come down to? Seeing the Marlins up there, I'm like, there's no way this is going to happen. But that's probably how some markets view the Reds as well. Joe, always enjoy the combos, man. Tonight, 6 o'clock, Colts Roundtable Live. It's a must-listen with Joe, Rick Venturi, and Matt Taylor. Have a great week, man. Hey, what uh, what are you doing for your birthday? And also, I saw on social media uh, your son crawling to pick the winner. Uh, my sister showed me that. That was awesome. Has he been right? Two out of two weeks? Uh, he is one and one on the season. Um, right. Some people are saying that uh, I need to switch the helmets around. He's a little right-hand dominant. Uh, I'm like, the, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the kid's 12 months old. I, I don't know. I feel like we're reading a little bit too much into it. But uh, uh, as you know, Joe, I think once you turn, I don't know, 30 and you have multiple children and you have a few, uh, the old 34th birthday just takes the back seat here. 
Yeah, that's, that's true. It's not exactly a high one. I think you should spin him around a few times before the next time one. Get him disoriented a little bit. And <laughs> that's then a great point. That way, it, that way you yeah. take out any sort of bias, right hand, left hand. He's used to the same same area. That's, that's what I think. Well, I, I also thought, you know, we could put him on a little bit of an elevated surface. I mean, he's starting to pull up. Like, you know, maybe I mean, this is a hard game coming up on Sunday, right? Eight-point underdog, I think, was the early line. Colts at Ravens. Mm-hmm. Maybe you put the helmets a little bit higher up and, you know, see where his equilibrium's at with that. There's there's so many different ways you can go with this, but I think that's awesome. And, yeah, keep the tradition going. That's great. We got a long season here. Joe, uh, thank you, man. Have a great week. All right. Take care. See you guys.